Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Come on, the doors are on back. Whoa, what the... Is there a door behind all those spiders? <laughs> it's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. <sighs> Look at how many spiders there aren't. Where should we lie down for eight consecutive hours first? Relax. You booked a Verbo. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. Hello, Travis Irvine from Ohio and Fernando. Hi, Fernando. Hi, Ben. We have a fantastic episode for you guys today. Devram Stiefler and Jason Selvig a.k.a. The Good Liars. Mm-hmm. They have a movie coming out called The Supporters that will be out November 4th. Check it out. They are fantastic. We speak with them for a good hour. You, they're friends of the show. They've been on before. And these guys are examples of be the change you want to see in the world as they go and uh, enter the lion's den and really try to figure out what the hell is going on right now with modern American politics. I think you guys are going to love the conversation as much as we did. I want to thank everyone for supporting the show. We are doing great. I can't wait for February of next year when we get to go wide and we'll be on all the platforms and we'll continue to destroy uh, some horrible, horrible scumbags who also talk in the news political space. Before we get to this conversation, I do want to bring up one story. Next week, we're going to really talk about this in depth. But the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. is acting like we worried the Supreme Court would act. They have um, decided that qualified immunity when it comes to police, it's not even strong enough. The Supreme Court had down a brief opinion on this past Monday holding that a California police officer is immune from a lawsuit alleging he used excessive force while helping arrest an armed suspect. So basically, the court uh, has reestablished or has re-solidified or just solidified the idea that police are above the law, that police have qualified immunity, and basically when your constitutional rights are violated, there's really nothing that we can do about it. Uh, Government officials accused of violating federal law are entitled to qualified immunity, meaning that they cannot be sued unless their conduct, quote, violates clearly established statutory or constitutional rights of which a reasonable person would have known. So Mm -hmm. we are there, the Supreme Court, I just completely disagree with this. It started in 1982 in Harlow versus Fitzgerald. That was where the court laid out several reasons this doctrine exists. Qualified immunity protects public employees from expenses of litigation. It ensures that the stress of litigation does not divert, quote, official energy from pressing public issues or deter, quote, able citizens from acceptance of public office. So basically, uh, Two steps backwards when it comes to criminal Truly. justice reform, because if there's no ramifications Truly. for bad actions, oh my God, then I think those bad actions might continue. 
Right. Well, this is another main reason why um, former Representative uh, Justin Amash, who obviously uh, co-sponsored the legislation or the bill that was supposed to uh, pass along with Ayanna Presley. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a progressive libertarian alliance to end qualified immunity. And this, again, puts forward the reason why Congress needs to take action uh, against a qualified immunity. This, uh, up until now, qualified immunity has only been decided by the courts. It started, mm-hmm. you know, like you mentioned, in 82. There's another case in 1968. Um, but once Congress takes action, then it takes it out of the Supreme Court's hands and back into the people's hands. So let's hope maybe this forces Congress to act. What's scary to me about mm-hmm. this is, uh, for example, so Ben, if you're a police officer and you commit a crime mm-hmm. because of this law, there's no say, you know, there's no previous. I beat the living share to you because I wanted to because I pulled you over and you called me a big, tall, uh, redheaded bastard. So and I... so I beat the shit out of you. And um, and now basically. All good. Right. There's you have no liability. So now when you do this again, because of the wording and the way this law works, since there was no previously established liability. Now for this case, the next guy you beat up, not me, not Fernando, you already Mm -hmm. beat me up. The next guy, you can use this logic to literally say, hey, I'm not liable. I didn't get liable for the first case. How can you make me liable for this case? And of course, as we mentioned a few episodes ago, George Floyd, um, he was arrested. I believe it was 04. Right. Something like that mm-hmm. in, Texas. Yep, in Texas. Anyway, the mm-hmm. officer that arrested him uh, ended up committing double murder. Right. So you get the feeling there are some people hiding in plain sight behind a badge because of qualified immunity. If you want to become a violent predator, hey, there's a profession out there for you. It's sad <laughs> because, again, with the caveat, as always, is there are many good people who truly believe in being a civil servant. And it's just unfortunate that these laws allow for the uh, the worst of the worst to go unchecked, therefore creating a toxic environment, which is what we talk about when it comes to the systemic issues facing policing and criminal justice reform. And I've heard that myself. And, in, in, you know, in, in high school, the bully would be like, I can't wait to become a cop so I can beat everybody up. You know, sure. I'm not saying all, all police officers okay, are like of that. Of course, of course. But that, that mentality is there. We can't deny that that, that in that, that the culture of people joining the police force to do that is there. Yep. And so this is uh, the courts have heard it looks to be about five or six times uh, these cases. And it just... The precedent is that um, there is no justice when it comes to people who are brutalized at the hands of law enforcement because they got trained for four months right out of high school, literally. I mean, it's just insane. And again, to all the good officers out there, keep fighting the good fight and uh, change the culture from within, despite how difficult that is. So much easier said than done. Um, I couldn't even change the culture at Wendy's when I worked there. I asked them not to have two-day-old meat in the chili, and uh, they did not take kindly to it. That's where chili comes from, Ben. I know. Two day, that's where <laughs> sauce. That's where the old. That's what they do. The hamburger patties. They chop them up after two days and dump them in the chili. That way, you can still you can't sell them as burgers, but and then you, you can, can sell them as chili. You can forget your family. I had too much chili. I forgot my kids. I forgot my family. <laughs> anyway, so we'll go into more detail on that uh, this next week because it's a story. That is near and dear to our heart. And when it comes to why aren't anything, why ain't nothing getting solved? Well, it's because it's top down. And as we saw or as we learned with Katie Couric protecting RBG, Ugh. even the liberal RBG was uh, horrible, had a horrible opinion when it comes to uh, kneeling in the NFL, which, of course, was talking about exactly this criminal justice reform and ending qualified immunity. But. We have more to talk about. 
And thankfully, we have a way to do it. So, Yay. And thank you all so much once again for listening. Okay, now it is time for our conversation with the good liars. They are amazing. Jason and Devram, these guys, they have thick skin, man. I, <laughs> I couldn't do what they do. I really, really can't. Truly. They're wonderful. So enjoy this conversation. We talk about uh, their experiences going to some of the most recent Trump rallies, just what's going on with Q and just the overall culture right now, mainly of the Republican Party, talking a little bit um, about the Dems as well. But mainly we're focusing on the Republicans here, I suppose, for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, those are the rallies they go to. And Biden rallies seem boring, although that town hall that he gave. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but it feels like what was that movie where it had all the characters inside the person's brain? Uh, being John Malkovich? No, it's, it's an animated Inside movie. Inside Out. Yeah. <laughs> all of those characters are like really weird in his head. I think they all like committed suicide or something. Oh. I don't know what's going on in his brain, but it was weird to watch. But anyway, at least he doesn't tweet all the freaking time. That's all that matters. Um, all right, everyone. Enjoy this conversation with the good liars. All right, everyone. Now it is time for our conversation with two of my favorite people of all time. They put their balls on the line. They truly do what we... What every comedian pretends to do, they make a difference and they go to the places where action is happening. They are the good liars, Devram Stiefler and Jason Selvig. They have a new movie coming out November 4th, The Supporters. Check it out and uh, I'm sure the they'll pull back the curtain a little bit on what it's like to, uh, to live in the world of MAGA. All right, let's talk with Devram and Jason. Thank you all so much for being here, guys. Ben, thanks for, thanks having, for us. having us. Happy it's always to be fun. Here. Thank you for using your NPR voices per request. Oh, I yeah. really like that. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Of course. Wonderful. <laughs> so to start the conversation off, as a matter of fact, Travis Irvine, he's also obviously with us and Fernando. Uh, so you're going to, you guys better be ready to channel your inner Neo. This is, there's going to be a lot of high flying action <laughs> happening and a, a lot, lot of angles. bullets of wait. truth coming your way. A lot of questions. Come at us. Travis, why don't you start by, why don't you start coming, Travis? Um, <laughs> can you tell us wait, about Wait, are we not experience? supposed to start already? Okay. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry to prom. <laughs> but Irvine, you, got, you have a special tale regarding John Kasich and these two heroic boys. Absolutely. I mean, this was goes all the way back to April 7th, 2016. I was a hard-hitting reporter for Vice, and by hard-hitting, meaning I hit the bong before we'd go out to the field. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't forget, uh, not paid. So when you work for Vice and they don't pay you, you can be super stoned. That's their secret, I think. Did they buy your weed or no? <laughs> they did, yes. They, they probably said... bought weed off of him. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we we covered a John Kasich campaign rally in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, uh, New York, for the New York state primary. And uh, I'm there. I'm an Ohio guy. That's why I wanted to cover it. I hate John Kasich. I was like, can't wait to watch this thing go down in flames. And somehow, some some way I was correct because two fine young men. Montel Williams was the host of that rally, and these two men started yelling, <laughs> arguing at each other across the room while Montel Williams was on stage. And I later, we ended up putting the piece out for Vice, as is, just thinking, well, that was crazy. And then later, we found out it was you two. Can you two please walk us through that day? Well, absolutely. Uh, first, sure. first off, to a lot of people, John Kasich was a candidate for president, but to us, he was a plot point in our 2016 election film <laughs> and he uh, was hardly a candidate but he was definitely a great plot point that's for sure <laughs> that's right. yes, yeah. 
Yeah, it was, it was a point in the the movie where our two characters, John and Dan, were kind of were were fighting. We were we were mad at each other. And this was for the movie, uh, the Undecided, correct? Yeah, Undecided, the movie. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he and Devram Dan's character, I he thought that I slept with a girl that he liked, <laughs> and then uh, and so in the mid and and I am accusing him of not being a Republican. So I interrupt the <laughs> uh, events. And I get, you know, Montel's attention and I'm like, hey, I just want you to know that guy over there. He's a Democrat. He shouldn't be here. And then DeVram gets up and is like, he's been saying shit about my family all over town. And then I start calling him white trash. Yeah, at one point, Jason, you know, grabs his chair like he's going to hit me with it. So we tried to really create that daytime uh, talk show vibe. I'm sure Montel felt w- right at home. <laughs> oh, totally. He went into <laughs> he, yeah, his he mode. Yeah, he started screaming. I think, what was he screaming? Wait up, wait a minute. Enough. Hold Enough. on, hold on. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things we've ever done. And years later, uh, I was I was working on a job and one of the people from the ad agency asked if I was one of those guys. And it turned out uh, he worked for Kasich's campaign. And we had done a different event with Kasich where we kind of just ruined <laughs> what, what did we do again we just we went i can't remember what it was it was like we were like trump people like getting intel on him and then we like we're making insults up about him that trump well that's the fun thing about someone like john Kasich, yeah. right like trumpers hate him democrats hate him anyone yeah. with a rational mind hates him so yeah. like for him you're just he just has to be like i don't know does anybody because you know what a sensitive little dweeby is right. with his khaki pants he also destroyed the teachers' union in Ohio. He's which so I'm horrible. Sure you know. Yes. Oh yes. He's, uh, he's done so yeah, much. He's a terrible guy. He's done so much damage in Ohio. That's why it was so weird in 2016. Everyone was like, "Oh, Kasich seems so normal." It's like, no, he's also a monster. Right. He just doesn't right. broadcast it the way Trump <laughs> right. does. Uh, right. But uh, we, the one thing we did succeed in doing at that event was getting this staffer's number and then prank calling him a bunch that night. And so you right, wait, was that the same guy? I gotta know this was that the same guy? uh name. I gotta know the name. <laughs> name Devram, do you know what's that? Oh, you know you this is the, we prank called the guy that you worked for? Is that not is that actually well, not what happened? For. He he was he worked for the ad the agency, ad, so I wasn't okay. working. I didn't realize for him. he was the same guy we prank called. That's yeah. that's pretty I just yeah, love funny. that Beavis and Butthead went to college, got their degrees in poli sci, and are still <laughs> using their power for good prank calls. <laughs> you know Randy? Ah, maybe we might know. All right. Well, this is the part of the show. It's called, do you know Randy? Which is just (laughs) a fantastic, just great. Do you know this phone number? It's three, one, three, five, six. Okay. He was a, he was a perfectly nice guy, but, uh, running into him years later and being like, yeah, sorry. We just called you all night long. (laughs) Well, you know, politics, it's, it's a messy game out there. What do you, we'll talk a little bit, uh, again, we already had you on a year ago to discuss some of what, um, your experiences with some of the mega rallies, but obviously a lot has happened since then. Donald Trump, he's out of Florida and he's all around the country once again. So I know you guys have some insight into, uh, what the temperature is as far as his fan base and what they're thinking. But when it comes to a politician, you did some great work making fun of Jeb. Almost low-hanging fruit, and we're not just talking about his <laughs> testicles. But what do you look for? What What is a 
perfect politician to mock. You got to have hypocrisy in there. You have to have somebody who is up their own ass, who does nothing but destroy, like Scott Walker. Again, talk about teachers union. Talk about you know what's going on right now with the IATSE. Hell, freaking Alec Baldwin just murdered somebody because they they chose to go non-union because there are certain things that unions provide, such as making sure the gun doesn't have bullets in it. But what do you guys look for as far as your own personal disdain for somebody? Because I know you guys, you're super sweet. You're wonderful. Again, a little bit boring. (laughs) So what do you look for in a politician (laughs) (laughs) to make it seem like, all right, dude, we have righteous indignation and we can go do whatever we want because this person is such a piece of shit? Well, you know, that there are a lot of things we look for. And we also found like when we were shooting the supporters that at the beginning of it, all we're doing is pranking Democrats. And like a lot of them have a pretty good sense of humor. (laughs) And like, we actually agreed with some of their policies and stuff (laughs) like that. Um, But, but for a Republican, I think that the God or the devil or somebody or science, I don't know, created the perfect, like, shitty politician, which is Ted Cruz. Yes. Who is, like, shitty on, like, just a thousand different <laughs> yeah, levels. Yeah, perfect. Like, <laughs> like, the guy <laughs> called his wife ugly, and then he, like, campaigns for him. And, they, he, like, said his dad shot JFK. And then just sells out all morals uh, at, at the drop yeah. of a hat. Middle of a freaking storm. His entire state is out of power. People are dying. He goes to, I, I, don't, I don't know, what, Maui or some BS Mexico. like that. Mexico. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Cancun. Yeah, exactly. Cancun. Um, so he, he is the perfect one. But. Uh, I Thankfully, also, you know, politicians in general have a reputation for being shitty. So right. I guess that makes it easier. Uh, they're all kind of the worst. So when you set out to make an election movie, most of the people you run into, you're going to kind of want to give a hard time because they're all, uh, you know, not super, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Authentic. It's all very planned out. So when you interrupt them or throw them off their game, it's very, very fun to do and kind of create actual reactions to things, which is something they, they rarely actually have to deal with or they're planning everything out carefully. Absolutely. And I believe you guys were the catalyst for the Jeb, please clap moment. There was also the uh, situation where you guys were passing out armbands that looked like Nazi armbands uh, circa, you know, 1930. And then Fox News picked it up. Then that actually happened. Somebody ended up at, like six months later after Trump won a real a kid went to school with a Trump armband. Not like we think the good liars are funny. Ha ha ha. It was like. No, we Trump, we like Trump and here's an armband. So like it actually happened in reality. We thought we were like commenting on something, but right. I guess we were just commenting on reality <laughs> at that Yeah, that how moment. often does that happen? How often do you guys make something up and then all of a sudden you're like, holy, like I was, sometimes you read an Onion headline from the 90s and it can read like a headline from today, just a natural news, normal headline. Um, because it yeah, seems- Yeah, like the as- Onion had like, we're going to, we're going to, arm all the teachers exactly like a joke and now that's like (laughs) it's like that's policy that is republican policy exactly it's up for debate i remember we were uh we were saying like wouldn't it be funny if all these people because they're getting so extreme that they actually turn on some of the more establishment republicans like could we create a rift between trump supporters and like a like a brian kemp type Right. <laughs> it was just like, you know, just like some sort of thing we brainstormed on a little We're bit. We're like, that How would never would happen. That's and then, crazy, you know, a few months later. Speaking like, of an onion headline, Donald Trump said Stacey Abrams would be a better governor than Brian Kemp in Georgia because it's this whole world of complete <laughs> and utter insanity, this amorphous whatever the man is thinking. 
based upon his breakfast. Now he just you know goes out and screams it on his uh, new social media app, Truth, which is kind of fun. Can't wait to join. The, Can't wait to you join. Guys, honestly, sure you guys, honestly, I'm sure you guys already have accounts. But on the inverse of that, I guess, and we'll talk a little bit about the supporters as well, but is there ever been a time where you went and you heckled a politician and you felt bad because you were like, you know what? Maybe I disagree with some politics. Maybe it was a Democrat. Maybe it was a Republican and independent. And then you were just like, you know, the person actually seemed okay. It's not like Lauren Boebert, who literally you can do whatever you want. And any one of these other, you know, that's a female I just happened to choose. But you, you name it, any other, you know, psycho politician out there uh, in that vein where it's just like, I don't give a flying fuck how miserable you make their lives. But has there ever been a politician where you're like, you know what? They're just trying, and uh, we really did make their life a living hell. Have you ever regretted anything? Uh, short answer, yes, definitely. Because <laughs> this is a real-world situation where, like, afterwards, like, you know, if we do a good job, I guess, everyone in the room hates us. Right. <laughs> so, like, there are real-world consequences, and it doesn't feel good to, like, you know, have everyone hate you in, in a moment. Um, and... But there have been moments like, and I know we're going to talk about the spoilers later, but I, I, we like did a prank with Elizabeth Warren where I'm just like, ah, I just felt bad about it. It's in the movie. And like, Good. and Devram is like, it's hilarious. <laughs> you can make fun of Elizabeth Warren. We have no problem with that. No, and it's not just like, because I actually do like Elizabeth Warren, but like the, the, it's not just that. It was just like, oh, it's just the room and everybody was upset. And it just didn't, something about it didn't feel great. Um, but you have to be careful. Also, you might get cursed, dude. You might get close to one of these places. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it depends on. I mean, I I worry that, like, you know, with the evangelical crowd, they're all going to start praying for my demise or something, and then God's going to be out for me or something. Yeah, if enough of them do it at once. Don't worry. The Democrats are praying for the budget, and I have a little insight. It's not going to work. Oh, good. So don't stress it. (laughs) Um, I don't know, Devram. Do you feel bad? Um, I, I know we shouldn't feel too bad for the Bushes, but we, we brought up Jeb. I mean, he was polling at like 1%, and then we said we were seat fillers at his last event on the day, you know, the, the caucus vote was taking place, and we did the seat fillers thing, and, you know, you could just see the hurt on his face. Yeah, it was just was like we were powerful. kicking him while he was down. And, how uh, da- but okay, was, again though, how a bush could never be down. Right. A right. bush is a bush is always going to be fine. <laughs> right. But that was like a more of a framing. We framed him pretty badly. Yeah, but it it it, it ends with a, a lady backstage after we'd been pulled out calling yeah. us shitbags uh a lot of times and you know in 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 that moment, I was like, "Are we?" But you know, since <laughs> since then, I've I've decided I feel fun. I didn't think so. She was she was so mean. She, she was like, "You're shitbags, you're shitbags," and she was like, "The cop, the cop was there," and he, she was like, "Arrest them. They're here. Get them. Get them." And he's like, what? "Hold on, lady. What did they do?" It's illegal to it's aggravate. Like they said Jeff. they were seat fillers. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's like they they really hurt his feelings. Okay, that's oh. assault. His father uh, killed Kennedy, and his brother's a war criminal. Um, so who cares? And he did some bad stuff. You know, yes, he was he in Florida during 20, 2000 election. So I'm, I have some personal beef with him too. Absolutely. So, right? Yeah, he was my governor for a little bit. So. Well, what a lucky man. At the end of the day, we have to blame Dale Herbert, who hired us to sit there. That was our sh- yes. our shell company of seat fillers. I <laughs> love Herbert it. events. Well, when yeah. it comes to seat filling, obviously Donald Trump, as we said, was back on the road now. 
And I know you guys have attended many of the rallies. We talked last episode a little bit about your experience with January 6th. I'm interested to hear what you guys think about uh, how that is sort of unfurling when it comes to the committee, when it comes to Steve Bannon. But we can talk about that in a second. Seat fillers probably isn't really a gag you can do at a Trump rally because it seems like those seats are filled, right? What has been the mood um, of of the, I guess, MAGA 1.1? I don't want to say 2.0 because I'm not sure if he's gotten any stronger. Maybe 0.9. I don't know what this MAGA, I don't know what this is. I don't know. Some people I know are horrified. Others don't think it's going to happen at all. And I'm somewhere in the middle as usual. So what was kind of the, what's been the vibe out there on the road since last time we chatted? Weird. I mean, it's been weird. No. It's been really, really weird. It's like, can you believe what? it? Um, no, it's been, it's like the, the the theories that we've heard, not only the election fraud, but like talking to a lot of people, a lot, seen a lot of flags, Trump, JFK Jr., 2021. Right. Like they actually, a lot of people, <laughs> not, not like a small amount of people <laughs> right. believe John F. Kennedy Jr. faked his own death so he could secretly take down this global cabal of Satan worshiping pedophiles and then become vice president with Donald Trump this year. Yo, bro, if I fake my own death and I'm taking down an entire cabal of pedophiles, I'm becoming fucking president. I'm not doing this for the VP spot. I don't want to be president of the freaking Senate. Who cares? I know. It's like, yeah, the Selena Meyer position of this whole thing. He's like, I want to be V. Yeah. Is there, like, okay. So, so obviously, you know, we see, I've seen uh, the, the clips you play on Instagram. A lot of the wonderful DMs you get, people are so uh, unbelievably in love with you guys. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> is there any sense? Because, you know, like as entertainers, as people who do comedy, I take a lot. I'm like, I'm like a deer, man. I always have a little bit of salt with everything I have <laughs> because I have you have to have a massive grain of salt to survive in this world because it's so crazy. Is there any irony in these people? Like when you talk mm -hmm. to somebody in a Trump JFK Jr. shirt, is there any tongue in cheek nature to it? Or, I mean, it's just hard to imagine that this is something real because it's hard to imagine that so many people are this mentally ill. Everyone's got the right to vote. So that's, the, you know, it is what it is. But is there any like sense of like satire, like, oh, we're fooling the libs again. They really think we're crazy, but we're really doing this. Is this part of 40 chess? I don't think with the, uh, I, I think you get some people with like crazy t-shirts that are, there and they're a little drunk and it's like a music festival right. that they want to go to because it's near their hometown and they're having a blast and they love to get a rise out of people. Maybe there are a few of those. Sure. But for these Trump JFK Jr. people, no. <laughs> there's no mm -hmm. there's no there's there's nothing about them that's not totally serious about it. And that's what's crazy is it isn't one person we ran into at one rally. It's like you can find these flags everywhere. All you have to do is look for you know, the Q t-shirts, you talk to these people and they're 100% totally convinced. So I would say, I'm sure you can find a, a few people with a sense of humor about the whole thing, but they're a much bigger group of people who have no sense of humor about it. And they're right. the craziest ones there. And, and Well, sometimes yeah. they're very nice though. Like oh, that sure. lady yeah. I talked to, she was really, really nice. And she just was like believed and kind of looked at me like, it's really sad that you don't believe this because it's the truth. <laughs> Did she ever it's fucking happen. pay you, man, though? How nice no. is she? She never paid you. How much does she owe you, Jason? I bet $100 that JFK Jr. wouldn't, he wouldn't come back and be vice president um, after September. I think October 1st was Ooh, when she'd have to pay up. Okay, the deadline. So she fast. owes me $100. Well, so it's interesting. Kind of like, like all doomsday cult leaders, the one big mistake that many of them make is making. Um, 
the uh, the uh, what is it called when Jesus comes back? Like a predictions. Uh, the predictions. Oh, the doomsday. The doomsday. The doomsday yeah, the, the final day. Yeah. They make the they make the year too close. You got to be like, yeah. if I was to do it, it'd be like <laughs> Jesus is coming back twenty twenty two twenty one, and then I have many right. many years of you know bilking these people for hard earned <laughs> right. for their hard earned money. Is there any sense as these dates come and go, as Trump was not reinstalled, mm-hmm. as all of this, all of these uh, proclamations fall to the wayside? Is there any sense from these people that like, oh crap, we were lied to, or are they so like fluid that they just allow the goalposts to be constantly moved? And how do they like put the pieces together to kind of to to uh, to fit in with their with their philosophy? Well, I think a lot of the people, it's just like any doomsday cult, you know, a a failed prophecy actually causes more people to double down on it than to like, be like, oh, we're out of here. This is crazy. Right. But Devram, you talked to somebody on a giant tricycle. Riding a tricycle around at CPAC. That's what I was just thinking of. And <laughs> Lindsey Graham? I asked for a ride. <laughs> uh, just a guy. Just a guy riding a tricycle around. Something you'd see it, you'd think you'd see it CPAC. I climbed on it with him. <laughs> and uh, and I started asking him yeah. about Q. You know what? I actually have to say, conservatives don't get enough credit for how absolutely batshit they are when they're together. And so I do want to give them a little bit of credit. Like, everyone's like, liberals are nuts. And it may- They have fun. They have much they have more fun, fun than, more than fun. any, like, well, Bernie rallies were fun. People were smoking weed and having yeah, there fun. Yeah, there was hope Bernie and stuff. stuff. But like, yeah. yeah, there was hope. Yeah. But like... <laughs> Well, this guy was the Hillary ones r- like riding his tricycle fun. around a little bit drunk. And yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't say that's not fun stuff. And I asked him about Q and he basically said, you know, I used to believe that, but then nothing came true. And I don't, so I, I don't know about that anymore. And so I had a little bit of hope, but he's the one, he's the one, <laughs> he's the one that, that we talked to that. Yeah. And he was on a tricycle. <laughs> it's a, yeah. gi- a giant was, tricycle. Like it was, yeah. he, it was like six feet up in the air. Wow. Was, a lot of people think tricycles bizarre. are just for kids. Uh, no, but you for can Trump get a giant well. one for Trump support for Belt. <laughs> yeah. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. You know what's so interesting? We talked about this in an episode a few weeks ago or maybe two weeks ago. Jim Watkins, the man who many believe is Q, right? Mm. He's running for Congress or he's putting in the bid to run for the House. So now we're yeah. coming into a world where Q is no longer just a, you know on 4chan or 8chan or whatever cancel platform it's going to find itself on. They're actually going to start running for the House of Representatives. Is like, you know, not to, is there, who else is crazy other than Lauren Berber? And I just want to keep on saying Lauren Berber. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor <laughs> Greene, whatever. Yeah. This yeah. whole sort of new ilk of, of Republican. It, when it comes to Q, is it going from the internet to the statehouse? Uh, yeah, I think for sure. I think that, and it's also, it's going into the school boards, as you're seeing all across the country with these school board 
meetings that are getting overtaken by like anti-vax, you know, conspiracy theory thought, basically, that's all kind of living in the same world. That right. The vaccines are sterilizing the women and this is all a ploy and COVID isn't real, but it was made in a Chinese lab. Well, it'd be great if they were sterilizing the women. That'd be nice. And then gonna, <laughs> sex would be better, cheaper, and <laughs> with, uh, without all the birth control stuff, but... That out that's of context a, that's really, could have sounded bad out of context. That's a very important point you made, Ben, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, yeah. I hope it stays in. Yeah, no, it'll stay that's in. That's an important it's, uh, point. Okay. I, uh, I hurt my career every time I talk. So it stays in the, the kid stays in the picture. <laughs> so you are, you're pro-anti-vax. Thanks, Jason. You're off theory. the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're anti-vax. I'm saying you're pro the conspiracy theory. You want that to be true, but which that, is fine. It, but isn't that weird? Like, as we were talking about where some of the things that we joked about are now coming to fruition. And as far as you guys go, because now you guys have been, this is, am I, this is your third documentary, correct? Yes. yes. So you guys we did have, one to Occupy Wall Street and then 2016 and then this one. Yeah. Yes. So you guys have now a really nice sample size mm-hmm. of the progress or I guess um, descent, <laughs> yeah, re- regression, yeah. of free fall. The opposite. Free yeah. fall, yes. Free fall of... Um, of what's happening when it comes to the political thought of the country. And so are you surprised that someone like Jim Watkins behind Q is not being crucified? As a matter of fact, again, he's probably going to get a boatload of votes from, you know, QAnon Republicans. Is that a term or QAnon Democrats? Because it seems like the Venn diagram. There's a bunch of batshit people. Gwyneth Paltrow is a candle that smells like her pussy and she just sells that. <laughs> like there's a lot of an- the anti-vax thing is a strange diagram as well. Jenny McCarthy's and, and right. you know, and, uh, right. and Greg Abbott's. I mean, it's a bizarre kind of. You know, well, Democrats collection. and Republicans fall for pyramid schemes. Yes. It's not just mm-hmm. like one right. or the other. So like there, there is definitely like there's there's a little bit of like magical thinking that I think is involved in all of it, too, which is like, you know, a great American problem. But the I think that it's going to be it's going to be a thing now. We're going to see a lot a lot more Q um, people like conspiracy theorists, basically ascending in local government and then mm. in the state houses and then and maybe even like there'll be a governor. But what more, happens when conspiracy theory is written into law as legislation? It's no longer conspiracy theory. It's it's fact. What what goes on then? I mean, well, oh, man, yeah, I just got so fact. sad. <laughs> <laughs> it it, it is like, crazy how fast this happens. I mean, how fast this went from this uh, you know, awful, insane uh, kind of fringe thing. And it was like 2017 we were talking about it. And it was, it, we couldn't, you know, c- can you believe people are saying this stuff? And it's 2021 and, you know, people are are running for Congress now. And, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert like eventually denounced it. But I think that's like what, that's like the Trump playbook of just saying it. And then- right everybody wants to believe that you believe it doesn't believe when you recant that. So Mm. I I don't, I don't know. I think we're, we're headed definitely in the opposite of progress. I forget if we settled on a word free fall. Hell, hell. Hell. (laughs) I think a death spiral, shame spiral. spiral. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. 
Maybe we deserve it, though, as a country, though, if you really look back at, at everything we've done over the years. And, Not uh, based on what I learned in elementary well, school. Well, I don't think anyone deserves any of this. I'll tell you that much, because we've got people who are great who are suffering because, you know, the people in power are using smokescreen arguments to avoid talking about clean water, education, infrastructure, and, you know, criminal justice. As long as they're talking about pedophiles eating too much pizza in Washington, D.C., <laughs> they don't have to address any of the things that really matter in their in their communities, which is devastating and sad. So I don't think this country deserves anything that's happening to it right now. I wish that we could have politicians who actually cared. But that's true on both sides, Ben. I mean, I mean, we're sitting here and we're going and filming with Trump supporters and the biggest hypocrites to even make a point like this. But like, you know, the left is obsessed with Trump as much as oh, the, really love it. the right is, you know, and like that it gets in the way of us getting behind like a big you know this infrastructure package, absolutely, and 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 climate Careful, change. Jason, don't it. hold that mirror up for too long. I, I know, I know. <laughs> well, that really oh, is okay. the problem. And one of the things that Dumpy Dumbfuck did say that I do agree with is that the media wants him to be president. I mean, we talked about this on this show. AT and T is the reason One American News exists. Uh, they created so it and they funded it by ninety percent. So. When it comes to the idea that media doesn't want Trump, that's a total misnomer. And Don Lemon can sit there and rant and rave all day about Trump, but he's talking about Trump because he knows that's where the money is. And again, then you don't have to address any of these very serious systemic issues because at the end of the day, corporate media is sucking the sweet teat of all mm. of the corporations that are causing so much devastation. So it really is a difficult situation as we see MSNBC. We don't have a liberal television network any longer. I don't know if MSNBC ever was, but it's certainly off the rails now because it's mostly just former Bush lackeys and CIA that are talking on there, John Brennan's of the world. And former Trump lackeys, which is the craziest and former part. Where you have like, yeah. It's like, oh, he worked for Donald Trump, so he's got the insight to, it's like this this means they're evil. Yeah, they're exactly. Like, I don't understand. Or everything. I don't understand. Like, Let's get their point of view. Yeah. But when it comes to coalitions, I think one of the things that we're always trying to nail down is what is the Trump-Republican coalition? Because he did collect a lot of people who maybe were independents. Maybe they voted for Obama twice and were disillusioned. Maybe they um, – you know, like us, don't like the, you know, the intelligence state. There are some issues there where it's like, okay, valid, kind of a scary, awful, what are they doing, you know, uh, entity. What do you guys gather now, 2021, what does the Trump coalition look like? I would get, I would, uh, I mean, you tell me, because I, I'm assuming that there aren't, like moderate Republicans don't seem to really be in it. Obviously, moderate Democrats aren't really in it. I don't know. Tell me. Well, I don't know, Devram, if you agree, but I mean, I think that the the Republican Party is the is the Trump Party, and if you don't fall in line, you are not really in the Republican Party. Like mm. Liz Cheney, she's not like she's being pushed out. Like lobbyists don't want anything to do with her. She's she's kind of like she's she's probably going to lose her seat right. because she spoke out against Trump and like basically just said that facts were facts. <laughs> and after the after January sixth, and then um, after Biden was sworn in, and and the big lie is just being just told over and over again by people that are high up in the right, Republican that, party. That was an like inflection that. point. People could have, could have uh, pushed back at that point. But I think when not enough people spoke out, I mean, I think the, the coalition is, is like Jason saying is the Republican party minus 10% of it, mm. <laughs> but everyone else is kind of falling in line. Um, I think that's what's scary is they, they feel that, you know, Democrats are, uh, totally unreasonable and that there, there's no room to not be in the party of Trump, which is what it is now. So do you guys think this is why we're stuck in this 
center-right at best country. Is Liz Cheney just going to become an effing Democrat? Probably. I, I mean, mean, now all of a sudden the Democrats would... are going to be the home of Liz Cheney and maybe Joe Manchin becomes a Republican. It's like, I would rather have Manchin than Cheney, to be honest. Mm-hmm. If you're a Democrat, at least he's right. not, you know, the daughter of a war criminal. So right. it's like, what right. is, why, this is what makes it so difficult in the binary world we live in. So if Liz, she's still got cash, she's got name recognition. If she gets shat out of the Republican Party because, I don't know what, they don't love war as much as she does or something, then the Dems are just going to take her because this bitch ain't stopping. These people are psycho, dude. This is her whole life. She's never going to stop. She's going to stay in power somehow. And then, but if she's out of the Republican Party, there's only one place to go. And now we have, you know, the media version of that, which Rachel Maddow is being taken over by by the gal who used to work for Bush. Nicole Wallace. Nicole Wallace. And oh, now, really? yeah, which is disgusting. And now Cheney, it's like she might just become a Democrat. And then where the hell are we? Well, I think that like like a lot of things are based on fear in, in the country. Like, you know, we got Biden. We were afraid of Trump. So it's like you got to get Biden. Biden's the guy. We have to stop Trump. We have to stop fascism in, in the country. Right. And I think a lot of people like the, the Democratic Party should not be like this giant tent, the two party system sucks. Yeah. And like, they're like the, a lot of the Trump supporters, they don't want the rhino Republican. They want the Donald Trump America first type of type of leader. Right. You can tell by the T-shirts at these rallies that are just the scope of a gun on a rhino labeled rhino. <laughs> rhino hunting. It's just like, it's just like, so at, it's like Republican best, killing so is kind of what it's At best, that shirt is like, I'm a big game hunter. And at worst, it's like, I want to kill people. <laughs> I want to kill people. Right. Yes. <laughs> but like the the I think like you know, I'm afraid to have like a Marjorie Taylor Greene in the Senate or something like yeah. that. So like. I think the the being afraid of the 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 far right and the far left, depending on which side you're on, that's going to keep the two party system together. When really, it's not in any individual's interest to have a two party system. I mean, it it just I don't think it's it's in like corporate interests, of course, for that to be the case. And the people that write the legislation, it's in their, it's in their interest. But so I I I don't think that she could become a Democrat and it really wouldn't change anything <laughs> to, to, to answer your question. Unless she's just not electable that way and then there's mm. no majority and then, right. you know. She's in Wyoming, which is cool. I don't know. I'd go to Wyoming. <laughs> it's cold. It's, it is cold. But in the summer, it's beautiful. Travis got COVID there like eight times. Be very eight times. I was working campaign right. job there last year. It was not as much fun as what you guys do. I did not get to go make fun of Liz Cheney. I had to go knock on doors, and people made fun of me for wearing a mask, and I got COVID multiple times. But to, to that, <laughs> multiple oh, times. To that point, wow. when it comes to labels, I remember Travis told me a story. He can probably tell it better, but he was uh, knocking on someone's door. The guy's like, get off my lawn. He's like, I am here. I'm with the Libertarian Party. He's like, I ain't no liberal. <laughs> it's like, he was like, I'm going to get my gun. I was like, I support your right to do that. I'm going to leave. Bye. <laughs> okay, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> but people don't give a crap, really. Like we sit here and we live in the minutia of American politics. But the most people, they don't like the fact that I was like a uh, libertarian. Get your liberal ass out of here. That's the most libertarian, libertarian of all time. And he doesn't even know it. People See, don't the, really care. That's the thing that makes me the most hopeful is that I'm hoping that people don't give a shit as much as mm. I'm worried they do. And and that the extremes that are happening are the result of a small number of people who are crazy and care a lot. 
and that hopefully the majority of people are just not going to get that involved. So things can't go too far off the rails. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but it's like, you know, that's my one hope is that yeah. people aren't as stressed out as I am about well, it. Well, Devram, I agree with you on that. I am not an emotional voter. I don't think the voting is, I like to do it. I love to vote, but you just go, you just fill your little thing in one vote, one person. It doesn't have to be this whole like emotional rigmarole. Mm-hmm. Just go vote right. on policies. If you like them 51, 49%, then you say, all right, you got my vote, but 49% of me still hates you. Right. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's true. But then how does anything ever change? How do we actually change the country, Ben? Jason how is it Selvig, actually that's change? why you got the American flag behind you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were actually recording a Derek and Dale show, a, a podcast in character with a, with our two characters from the movie. Oh, so. very nice. That's why the American flag is up. But you know what? I love the American I like, flag. I, like I have three of them right now. You love America. Yeah, you love America. Yeah. We do love America. All right, good. Got some patriots here. <laughs> when That's it comes to here. voting, Trump just recently came out and said he didn't want his people to vote in 2022 <laughs> or 2024. Can you tell us from your on the ground, reporting from the ground live, um, under gunfire, um, can you tell us, do they want to vote or now do they believe the election system is so flawed? There's no reason to vote. And then how does one win? Is there any insight into that duality of logic, which again makes us all be like total recall two weeks, two weeks as our head separates from our freaking body. Cause it's also <laughs> damn stupid. So any See, insight? I totally get it. How, what get is it to from? I don't get he, it. Okay. He, is happy to tell people not to vote so that if he loses, he can say, see, people are disillusioned with the process. I was right. Everything's flawed. And if he wins, he can say, even despite the fact that you tried to steal it from us, I won. He gets to play both sides of it. And at the end of the day, you know, all he wants to do is is what he's done already, which is if he loses, you know, say that the whole system is flawed and if he wins, obviously he gets what he wants as well. What so about I just the, think there's no downside for him. That is a very that's a great point. But what about the the insight from the the voters? Like, how do they get? Isn't like voting to me is like game day, right? You practice, you practice, you practice, and I guess that's going to the rallies and having fun. But if you stay <laughs> home on game day, you're going to lose. So like, how do they think about it? Is have you gotten any insight into? Into that, because it just seems like to live in a world where the idea that voting is innately flawed, but then naturally it's politics, so you got to vote. Otherwise, you don't get what you want. Well, you're looking at this like Trump rallies are political rallies, which I don't think mm. they are. They're, they're like, <laughs> they're like Devon was saying, they're like music festivals and, and, and like get togethers with, with people who share your values, mm. like a, a religious revival almost. Oh, and who will pray and, with you in the parking lot for yes. Trump's victory in his return. Is there a lot of prayers in the parking lot between beer bongs? There, well, it's, you know, there are a few. it is a diverse group of people. Like we talked about like the conspiracy theory people, but there are like the, the, the party boys that looks like it's, it's like a, you know, like a, an Alabama, um, pregame. Sure. Whatever. Like for and college football. Just the, the yeah. lonesome, uh, 55 year old guy who sits in his car and pounds 12 Bud Lights by himself. Oh, yeah. smokes yeah. a few cigarettes and then wanders into the realm. Oh, K- Kissel was there. Yeah, me guys, you told me, you guys yeah. fucking told me you weren't going to tell him, man. You told me they weren't going to tell him, man. Yeah. You looked so sad. Yeah, covered in my own piss. <laughs> yeah. That's just more Bud Light. <laughs> See, the thing is, you drink 24 Bud Lights, now you're a Bud Light fountain. 
I know how to do right. this. <laughs> That's why I don't go to the Trump rally. I will fit too well in. It'll be like, I'm not technically one of you, but uh, the tailgate is pretty great. <laughs> you might have fun, though. To no, be I'm honest. sure. You might have fun. That's if the all thing, of this was being done it. for an NBC reality show, it would be a fucking blast. Mm, right, it's just, right, it's real right. now. So it's dangerous. But we talked to a lot of people to actually answer your question. Sorry about this. Really went on a tangent there. There are a lot of people that we talked to. Jason is really off. He is off the rails. I can tell. Off the rails, guys. (laughs) Been blowing lines in between every question. Uh, Oh, now my political career has gone down. No, it just started. Now you can get hired advice. But I need to make money, dude. Come on. They pay you in blow. Uh, (laughs) Oh, fuck. Did George Um, Bush not blow a few lines in his I guess that's oh, true. Oh, yeah, he true. definitely yeah. did. That's true. You should have seen what they did with Dick Cheney. Um, we've talked to a lot of people that said they, they were not going to vote. They said, uh, like, I don't trust the election. I'm mm. not going to vote. They want me to, I'm not going to vote in the midterm. I'm, I think if Trump was showed up and said, you should vote, they're going to vote. Okay. Mm. That's, what, that's what I think. I think he's going to change. I think he's going to say vote when it comes down to it. I think it's just part of what he's putting out there now. And then conveniently, he's going to say, even though... You can't trust the system. We need you to go out there and vote. Otherwise, you know, America right. will be destroyed. And and, and do he's it. doing it to get influence within the Republican Party. Sure. So if he says if he if he kind of like threatens them, then they'll kind of maybe mm. give do a shout push, out to Truth Social. When somebody says, which has already been hacked, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just we're seconds <laughs> away from watching Lemon Party on Truth Social. <laughs> a lot of old men doing what old men do best. Have sex with each other. When it comes to <laughs> Donald Trump, though. Wait, is this going to be on Truth Social? I'm, I gotta, <laughs> yeah, lem, Lemon. Lemon. Yeah, yeah, search it. It'll be a lot of along with Prune Brothers. Um, <laughs> don't do that around children. OK, but when it comes to the People who say I'm not going to vote. Do you guys push back at all and be like, "Well, then, what are you doing?" Like, yeah. or is there, or is the thought process not really that far in advance yet? Not that they're well, stupid. I, I mean, it is what it is. Everyone's. everyone's I mean, I don't. If you're if they're living in their the reality that they believe, if their reality, if you're living in their reality, then what they're saying has logic because they believe mm. that the 2020 election was stolen. Some people believe he was going to win in all 50 states. They said that he was going to win. He actually won in a landslide in in California and Texas. Like there was no votes for Biden. Like really, really, really crazy, crazy right. stuff. Um, so in their mind, they actually think that voting would be wouldn't make sense for them. Like why why would why would they vote? Because the whole thing is rigged. By China and like all of these other actors that Mike Lindell will probably do a couple of lines and explain himself, yeah. like all the crazy <laughs> stuff that happened in the election. Like, do you agree, Devron? Like, in their logic, like, because we were talking about this earlier today with the, the voter fraud in Arizona. Well, they found one guy who voted for Biden twice, right? I think they, what, what was it, they two and two? Four total people, yeah. two were Republicans, two were Democrats that have that resulted in charges. But nobody's been convicted of anything. Right. You know, and I saw both but, sides were posting on Twitter being like, see, voter fraud. But they caught them. <laughs> right. And right. also, it's still, it's four, it's four votes. Right. I mean, right. but anyway, yeah. it seems like the system kind of worked in that sense. Cause, but I, I think there's some something, uh, there's, there's some truth to what you're saying, Ben, that the thought process isn't that far along. I think people are there. They're excited to be amongst people who think like they do. They're having fun with it. 
They're wearing, you know, insane T-shirts and saying what other people around them are thinking. I don't know what it translates to on Election Day exactly, but I, I kind of think they're just like having fun. And, you know, it'll be a whole family with fuck Biden T-shirts and they're <laughs> saying they're not going to vote and their nine year old daughters with them and they're going to the rally. And it's hard to know what you know, this isn't again, this it doesn't feel much like a political rally. So it's hard to take someone seriously they're, they say they're not going to go vote on election day, but they are going to drive five hours to go see Trump right. on a you know Saturday afternoon. Yeah, and Devram, it's not all fun and games. We talked to some people who said they're going to go and shoot people. Yeah, let's like, get we talked to people who are like, "There's going to be a civil war, and we're going to go kill." Let's people. talk about that. Let's get a little bit more serious. Yeah, boys. Okay, let's get take serious. off your clothes. Yeah, let's get serious. Fun and games. Okay, enough fun and games. games. The January sixth commissions come out. Obviously, the committee. Uh, Bannon looks like they're going to subpoena. They uh, subpoenaed him. He's like, no, I can't go. I'm too busy doing drugs with the Chinese <laughs> oligarchs and dying of skin cancer. Uh, just, the man looks, he oh, is skin cancer. Sorry. If it had a frown, um, <laughs> he's like a, a, a scotch glass with skin. It really, it's, un, it's <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Like yeah. how does he, yeah. how is he alive? Maybe it. it's the double yeah. shirts. Keeps him, keeps him alive. He peels like a right. lizard. You he really does. Yeah. Like, like you can see it. But when it comes to January 6th, obviously you guys were there. You saw what, uh, you saw what transpired. Talk a little bit about, the hangover of January 6th, perhaps. I was super surprised. I watched, we all watched the New York Times did actually a, a good thing. They did a 25, 30 minute uh, expose where they just stitched together everybody else's, everyone's camera footage because everyone was filming themselves because they're all up their own ass and they think this is going to be good content. What about that aspect? Us included. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what about that aspect of it where you got people who are fucking dead serious? So you got your fringe people, almost cute. Cue this oh JFK Jr.'s coming back. But then what about the people like your um Proud Boys or what's the name of the other scum scumbag group? Uh, uh something three percenters. The three percenters and then Oath um, Keepers. Oath Keepers. That's what I was thinking of. Oath Keepers. Yeah. A bunch of douchebags. And of course, Proud Boys talk about a joke that got out of control. Gavin McGinnis, one of the biggest pieces of shit out there. And uh, it got serious. So what is that like for you guys uh, being out there? And, uh, and 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 speaking with these people, do you what do you feel when you're talking with them? How what do they invoke, and uh, what's their purpose? Devram talked to somebody the day before the insurrection, and was just like talking about how sad it was because there weren't a lot of people there, like kind of making a joke about the the like little stage where uh, Alex Jones was, and he was like a guy in military gear. And then the next day, we saw him. Uh, coming out of the Capitol or around the Capitol with like his face bleeding. He was like a militia looking guy. And then the next day, and then later that night we saw him on the news inside the Senate sitting on with like his face bleeding, like on in, like in the chair. Right. Um, what's it called? The speaker of the house, the speaker's chair. And then, or I don't know the Senate though, I guess that would be the VP chair. And, uh, and then we saw him on Twitter, on the FBI's Twitter feed, being like, this guy's wanted. And we're like, oh, that's our, that's our friend. That, that we Did knew. you guys expect to meet with an FBI's most wanted the day before the interaction? I no no. Well, Devram, I think did. I was like, <laughs> it's going to be fine. There's not. I had a little be more violence. of a feeling that some something we could never have predicted what happened. But everyone we talked to, uh, and we we kind of. I mean, you can't be there talking to these people and uh, and not have kind of a sense of humor about it, I guess. We're there because there is something funny, 
even though it's really scary about all this stuff, there's something funny about a bunch of people who believe such crazy shit. Yeah. But then when every person we stopped was like, you know, this is heading toward violence and there's no other way around this. And this is, you know, 1776 2.0. And there really wasn't a lot of variety in what people were saying. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, there was none of the music festival atmosphere, really. It was more of the, you know, proud boys on walkie talkies communicating with each other, doing their like mil military exercises and right. people in, uh, you know, it's it had a, a pretty shitty feeling to it, like something might go wrong. We were heading out of town uh, because of that. And then when we saw that everyone had surrounded the Capitol, we got out of our car and right. decided we didn't want to miss whatever was going to happen. Um, yeah, and you had shared but, that story yeah, on the last time that you guys were on. So go back and listen to that interview with the Good Liars. They're always fantastic. Again, Jason Selvig and Devram Stiefler. Um At the Trump rallies that you go to now, Obviously, post-January 6th, everyone saw what we saw. It happened right in front of our freaking eyes. And then there's been a lot of contortions and distortions about the day. Um, where are they at now? I mean, it didn't work, right? Because it's so stupid to begin with. If it wasn't so dangerous, you could almost laugh at it. Five people died. So you can't. Right. But, like, has that energy or rage subsided at all? Or is it just sort of, like, going back and they're kind of, you know— down in the bunker trying to reformulate well, a plan. Well, they're all convinced that mm -hmm. uh, that it, it was a bunch of Antifa. They really believe that. Truly, truly. Do they, they really, really okay, believe it? Do they yeah, really they believe that? Do. They no, really they believe they it. Definitely, definitely believe it. And we like how like, do they we, believe that? Well, they they think that you know, like this woman. One time we have we were interviewing a woman, and she was like showing me all the pictures. And it's like, there's Antifa there. And I'm like, that guy's wearing a MAGA hat. That guy's right. got a flag. It's like, well, they're wearing disguises, don't you see? And I'm like, I, we were the closest thing that could have been Antifa <laughs> that was there that day, you know? Like, we were there. We did not want to get anywhere close to them because they were out for fucking blood. They literally, yeah, like, people were like, if, if, you, if you guys see Antifa, let me know because I'm going to fucking get them. And I'm like, okay, cool. Later, dude. <laughs> like, we're, I'll let you I'm know. Not Antifa. All right. Yeah, yeah. And that's when Jason denounced Antifa three times that yeah, day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But they um, say, you know, they, they say Antifa, and it was coordinated with the FBI and the CIA, and it's just another another source for conspiracy theories. And then also, they say, oh, it was very calm in there, and it's like, well, which one was it? Was it Trump supporters being super respectful, or was it Antifa posing as Trump supporters, or what? It's just. You know, everything is as convenient as possible, but it yes. certainly wasn't Trump supporters there and angry. I guess if you is what they're saying, of course, <laughs> yes, right, is right, what they're right, saying. Right. Is I always forget, is there I always forget the yeah. end. Well, we talk about this. We talk about this on this so show. Often all the, misunderstood. We talk about this show all the, uh, all the time when it comes to like Republicans being anti-immigrant, anti-Hispanic. They have no self-esteem. Uh, and it's like, maybe someone will like you, actually. Don't even, like, worry about it, right. you know? But when it comes <laughs> right. to the MAGA not taking responsibility, technically, this should they should be quite proud. They did do something that has not been done in 100 years, which is attempt to, uh, you know, a coup. Right. No, and that was impressive, I guess. If it was, like, you know, if it was for something other than the ego of an aging failed businessman talk show hosts it would be it would mean something but what it's they, just like when you talk about that when you talk about trump as far as who he is as a person do they like him or do they do the thing where it's like well i like his policies i don't really like him mm. you, what is it um oh i forget it's always him it's the personality so they and do you know like what? him like 
Yeah. And there are like, like, God, I might turn to fucking fire right now, but like, there are some things that he does, you know, he, that's funny. And he of is, course. Right. He's he is, he's, nope. he's an entertainer and he like, there is a, like, he is not part of like this political infrastructure that we have in the country that is, you know, run by corporations basically. And like the yeah. ruling class, like the, the, the like little kernels of truth that are all over Q like are true. Sure. Like there is a billionaire class that is, there are pedophiles involved in it. Jeffrey Epstein, that was real. Yeah. He knows all So of like them. they're right. Exactly. Exactly. So Anyway. I don't know where I was going in that. Sorry, it's starting. I'm starting to wait. I got to another. Were line. you going to admit to killing yeah. Jeffrey Epstein? Or yeah, well, that, that was headed. Uh, maybe I don't know. We can get into Epstein if you no, want. I would good, go good. No, He's... okay, okay. And we'll see what happens with Glenn Maxwell. She's not having fun in prison or in jail. She says she doesn't like it. Oh, Just, well, that's so isn't sad. It's sad to be a prisoner. Why, why does it, bad right? things happen to good people? You know, that's that's the I guess. Just lastly, when it comes to the January 6th committee, um. You guys were there, as we said. What are you guys thinking right now? What would you like it to uncover? Because I think on this show, we were all kind of like, okay, do it. But are you going to do anything? Mm -hmm. And as we're seeing, I don't really, I don't know what else we need to know because everything was quite public. But some of the stuff that would be interesting, I guess I'm going to counteract what I just said. What happened? Like, what politicians knew what? Mm -hmm. And do you guys have mm -hmm. any insight into, you know, the mega politician strain? That um, that maybe they they knew something that was going on or like what what kind of what kind of speculative thought do you think uh, the committee is going to what do you think they're going to come out with or what do you think this is going to look like? Does it change anything and so on and so forth? We have a suitcase with a list of 15 congressmen who knew about it beforehand. And we're going to. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Mr. Wow. McCarthy, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Move, move the vodka and porno over. We got an actual list here. But this is so much scarier than the communist uh, purge that McCarthy was pretending to be against. This is an actual Bless thing him. that happened, right? So, do you, what do, what do you guys think is going to happen? I, nothing. I don't know. I, I have that feeling of like the, the whole, you know, Russia saga that played out where nothing actually was concrete. And we knew that these meetings took place, and it was really hard to deny that there was some inappropriate um, coordination sure. that was happening there. But because it wasn't so, so plain and obvious to the average American, because you had to, you know, take the time to read a, a few words about it, I guess it didn't have an effect on people. I, I worry that it's going to be the same thing. I mean, Trump and has— And then Mueller didn't do, us, uh, didn't do anybody any favors. Is this going to right, be a right. Mueller report 2.9? Yeah, exactly. If Unless it's like Trump sent this text to Lauren Boebert. Like, unless it's like <laughs> A to B, it's so simple. Uh, and it was, you know, planned and known about by these people. I worry that it's just going to be a little more complex than is going to be easily communicated and be Mueller. On last episode, we played the clip of Jim Jordan talking about how mm -hmm. he talked with Trump the day of, but also, I don't know, Trump. <laughs> but like, I talk it, with him every day. I, talk I don't remember. Yeah. I don't, don't recall. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, at some point, I feel like there is an A to B. There is a text. There, right. I mean, these people talk to this guy all the time. They're so lonely and sad. And apparently they had <laughs> horrible fathers. He has fathers. a way of making other people do his dirty work. So maybe, Classic. but maybe more likely there are some communications that are going to look pretty bad between people in Trump's orbit and some others. But I, I just wonder if anything's going to stick and be clear enough that it's undeniable. Because like you said, we all saw it happen. So 
And Trump know, said, he was like, we're going to walk stuff. down to the Capitol. We're all going to go there and we're not going to be too happy. Like, he After said holding a whole rally speech. about this, yeah. you know, right. stolen How election that? with no evidence. It's just so hard to imagine what they're, I mean, you know, they were saying, you know, certain Congress people were giving tours of the building the day before yeah. to people who ended up, I mean, if, if if that really happened and were part of the bigger plan, that would be insane and in, in, incredible. But how do you prove that? And is, is there an actual paper trail there that right. will convince anybody? I don't know. It's just, it's also like, just like shitty people showing other shitty people, <laughs> their shitty office and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, they're shitty and I'm shitty and we're going to hang out. Like, yeah. like I, I think that there's there, they probably weren't planning. Cause I think these people are poor planning, but planners i sure think but i don't know at consumer cellular you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers but for up to half the cost same thing up to half the cost up to half the cost for the same thing 50 percent the money for 100 percent the same thing i hope i'm making myself clear consumer cellular when freedom calls we're here to answer call us at 1-888-FREEDOM Half the cost savings based on cost of consumer cellular single line 5 gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. <laughs> Is there a door behind all those spiders? It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. Ah, <sighs> This is perfect. Relax, you booked a Verbo. Travis, Fernando, do you guys have anything? I, I do. Um, Jason Drum, I think you guys are really, really inspirational people. And what inspires me most about you both is your ability to listen. And uh, you, you're really good listeners. And mm-hmm. you, you, yeah, you just sure. listen to people, and you, you take what they're saying, and you, you don't, you don't internalize it, but you process it, and then you spit it back out to them, and then kind of just, you know, use their statements against mm-hmm. against them. Mm-hmm. So my question is, how do I become a better listener? How do I talk to Trump supporters without losing <laughs> my, you know, gosh? darn mind like you guys well to answer your your question <laughs> strawberry ice cream is my favorite flavor Ooh. <laughs> um that's some cia that, code word yeah, that, that, we just got put on a list <laughs> so you just so you just you deal with it with diabetes after you talk to them yes, yes. oh john brennan's about to cut in i i think that we we are we're performing when we do that we are listening but we are performing and to give your cut yourself some slack here like we are not that great of listeners when we're not performing a lot of the time too <laughs> like you know like i don't have the same patience to talk to somebody who's saying something that i find completely offensive sure. and factually incorrect when we're just having a one-on-one conversation and we realize that a lot of the comedy in our videos is people saying things that you know, are hypocritical statements. They don't make sense. They're saying two things at the same time Mm -hmm. and then repeating it back to them and then having them kind of dissect it. Um, So that maybe is a tactic you can use. But if (laughs) there's not a camera there, I don't know if I'm going to be using it myself. True question. Has that worked? Has anyone watched one of your clips of themselves? Because I, you know, I have no problem with admitting if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. I change my opinion sometimes based on new information. Now, I don't I never thought that RFK was coming back, but let's say I did. Right. And then all of a sudden I have my interview with Jason and then I watch it. and I'm like, yeah, you, you know, see the body and you're like, it's a little strange, right? right? right. Um, have you ha- ever had anybody reach out to you and be like, you know, guys, you actually made me like and whatever. Not you're not going to change somebody's view on this. Necess- like if you're anti-abortion and you're staunch, like you're not certain views are concrete in people's minds, but you can right. change maybe uh, how they behave or how they um 
just how they di- digest certain information. Have you guys had any success stories of people coming out and being like, you know what? Actually, I am kind of batshit. Or is it mostly just calling you, uh, you know, a tall word that rhymes with uh, you can imagine? Give me hope, guys. Give me hope. What rhymes with you can imagine? I'm trying to think of uh, Well, I was going to say baguette. That... <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> the French term for you imagine. Yes. Well, I, we have been called that before. <laughs> sure. Um, I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think anybody has contacted us and said that they have changed their views. Not a one. But we have been contacted by people who know people who we've interviewed, and they've confirmed that yes, that person is terrible and stupid. So uh, well, I don't know I if know that's going to give anybody about. hope, but uh, there's there's been a few of those. I, we did get a message from somebody that I had interviewed. I'm not going to like, well, whatever. They're they're out on with like millions of views that people have seen this, right. but they they reached out on TikTok and we're like, hey, I was in the video with my friend and whatever, and they'd said some like racist stuff in a video we hadn't put out yet yet at that point. <laughs> And, um, and they were like, oh, it's so funny that we like misspoke or something. Mm. And they were like being like, we're maybe, can you help me get some TikTok followers? (laughs) And then I looked at his TikTok (laughs) and I swear to God, this was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. He starts off talking about how we need to save the children. And there's this global cabal of, of pedophiles Mm. that, and QAnon and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, but the second reason I wanted to talk to you is about this new and exciting investment opportunity. And then he starts pitching a beer in the, studio, in the same video. And that was his only TikTok. <laughs> so he was like, this is Ugh. it. This is the key. I can't believe I got the golden ticket. I, I sh- I'm so glad we got got interviewed by this guy. Jesus. I'm in crippling debt right it now. It reminds me of Matt Gates. Um, speaking of pedophiles, Matt Gates talking about how... Um, Jim Carrey painted a picture of him, and he's like, "It was kind of cool to be recognized by Jim Carrey, but it's a total. He looks horrible, and the entire thing is like, right. so they're just happy to be mentioned." Yeah, sad. I mean, the, I don't know how sad and empty bad. your soul has to be to be like, "Yeah, they made fun of me and made me look like a total idiot because I am," you know. But like, think about Amway. Yeah, I know exactly. Oh my it's lord! Like, and I've that got was these awesome. Lula I forgot pants. about that. Yeah, the support- I, I saved the video because it, it was so surreal. It was so, so surreal. funny. The supporters movie, November fourth, uh, two thousand and twenty-one. That's this year. Check it out. I can't wait to watch it. I love everything you guys do. Um, anything else? Do is there anything that you did? You have anything up your craw that you guys just want to rant about? This is the Good Liars. They are fantastic. Check out everything they do. I don't know if we have anything to rant about, really. We've got a Patreon if you want to support it. Should we tell people about the site? The Supportersmovie.com. Supporters movie. Oh, yeah. Devram and Jason, biggest fight you guys uh, have ever gotten to as a comedy duo. Biggest fight you ever gotten to. So we Maybe the between the two of us? Yeah, between the two of us. New Hampshire. And I arranged for us oh, to God. stay at a friend's place. <laughs> and I... Immediately. I can't should, believe this fucking thing. This is I should bullshit. sleep uh, in, in that friend's bed, right? Sure, I mean, yeah. I, it's my, one of my you best friends. You arranged it, yeah. yeah. He's, got a, he's got a king-size bed. We get there at like three in the morning. Yeah. Just out of sheer not wanting to spend a bunch of time discussing this, I go crash in that bed. Jason sleeps on the couch. Sure. It's and where he tall says people belong. This, yeah. So the next day, he says, I barely slept. This couch was terrible. Okay, sorry. You know, what do you want me to do about it? Uh, we went, we shot. That night, he says, I get the king bed tonight. 
And I said, well, I don't want, I know for a fact this couch sucks. It's a king bed. Let's, we're only sleeping five and a half hours. Let's each sleep on half of the bed. Sure, yeah, it makes sense. Each have a good night's sleep. Right. Jason says, no. I look forward to my rebuttal. I look forward to my rebuttal. Jason says, no, you got the bed last night. And I'm saying, that's fine. We'll share the bed. I'm not going to go knowingly sleep on a terrible couch. (laughs) So to this day, Jason says, no, we should be swapping. Well, first of all, it's my friend. So point. it's kind of more yeah, my bed, already, but also you already said that you already made that argument, but go ahead continue. <laughs> but second of all, I'm willing to share the bed. We don't need not. Neither of us needs to have a bad night's sleep. Right. So Jason, I look forward to finally clearing the air here. That's a really um, great he, point. of He will get agitated because he always does. <laughs> well, be, well, because what you're saying is complete bullshit. Okay. For a, to, several reasons. Number one, number one, I slept terribly out outside there. The and then outside put, in, a, in a couch on a on couch the, in a living room, yeah. on the couch in, in the living room, and you offered to not have equal treatment for both of us mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. this was your friend's quote unquote place, which it quote unquote was. Okay, we have a confession, and your solution was sh- for try, us to share the bed. To win and Devram, Devram snores, snores oh, very very loud. No, I don't. Yes, I do you not. Do yes, Jason, you, do. you are okay. <laughs> Wow. wow. <laughs> the first outright lie that I've it's ever not a heard lie. this guy it's tell. Just... It is a lie. I don't snore. But there actually is a good st- end to the story. So I, I think I end up do, I, I like really complained and got the, the, the bed and then also slept terribly in the bed. <laughs> so I woke See, up the none next of this morning. Is funny to me, but and all right, sick. go ahead. I was sick and I was throwing up. Oh. I was throwing up all morning. And then we went to a Ted Cruz event and I had just puked outside the Ted Cruz oh event and kind of had puke on my coat. And then I like see DeVram on stage with Ted Cruz and he like does a thing with Ted Cruz. And then I'm like, I guess I got to get on stage. And I'm like so fucked up from not sleeping two, <laughs> two nights in a row. And I get on stage with Ted Cruz and he like comes up to me and I just breathe my vomit breath. Oh like, my all God. Over. <laughs> and I immediately get tackled and, from behind. And, but the adrenaline Jason, actually a, made me feel a lot better. That's a good story. It's just none of it actually justifies why you wouldn't just, you know, share. Well, the with the last podcast, we always get our own hotel rooms. So I do think that okay. this is the, this is this is why. Because when it comes to sleep. It's important. It is important. It's an important thing. It is important. Um, awesome. Uh, your guys' lives are so funny and incredible. Honestly, thank you for what you guys do. You guys really put yourselves out there and you guys do improv everywhere, but like not worthless stopping traffic so you can be James Gordon pretending oh. to be Siller and Cinderella. Oh my God. Uh, that piece of human shit. Is someone hiring? No, I don't know. You don't want to work over there. You're we good. should do that Trump rally karaoke. That would oh, be so that would fun. be so fun. Oh. <laughs> A lot of limp biscuit. Um, all right, everyone. The Good Liars, the movie, The Supporters, November 4th. Uh, we're, I'm, I'm sure people can get an Amazon, Apple, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we, we go to the supportersmovie.com okay. on November 4th. We're actually going to be giving it away for free oh, for the first week. Wow. So oh. anyone can watch it for free and then you're going to you're going to find it on uh some of the other on demand places right after that. So it's uh we're just happy to get it out there. We want people to watch and uh we're really proud of it. Hell yeah, we'll support the supporters. Exactly. Thank you all so much. You guys are just wonderful as always. Thanks, Ben. Okay, there it was, Jason and Devram. Uh, just wonderful guys, man. I we have such a good community. We got a good community <laughs> here, guys. Yeah, yeah. You know these guys. You gotta admire what they do. Some of the first things that made me think about was, you know, 
uh, fella I also used to work for in 2016, who also paid me in weed, Roger Stone. <laughs> and he absolutely harped on so much what these guys are saying that evangelicals, you need those evangelicals because yeah. you can't win with just them, but you also can't win without them. Absolutely. And then fear, just fear being such the biggest motivating factor when it comes to voting in political yeah. Hate and political parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I said during the interview, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by their ability to talk to people that don't agree with them. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm going to take their advice from now on. I'm just going to assume I'm on camera. And that way, when I talk to Perfect. anyone, I just stay patient, stay in character. <laughs> don't lose it. <laughs> yep. And then strawberry ice cream. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hope you're doing well out there, staying happy and, and healthy and safe. And we will be back with you. Next week, we got another couple of great episodes for you, keeping you informed the best way that we can. All right, everyone, hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.